All right, let's see what we've got going on here. Okay, good morning. Give me one quick second. I have to uh, do some copying and pasting here. Possibly. All right. All right. Good morning, everyone. Jump back to my meeting. There we go. Good morning. All right. Welcome to another Sunday morning Q&A weekly roundtable. Um, this morning, we are going to have a little chat. Uh, this really came up this week. I had a, a question about um, someone had a question about talking with sellers and things that, uh, you know, they were really kind of looking for pre-canned answers on uh, on how to talk to sellers. And, um, you know, it's it's not an easy thing to, uh, it takes takes repetitions. It takes it takes time to, uh, to really acquire this skill and master it. Quite honestly, I, I don't, I don't have it mastered for sure. I mean, um, that's one of the great things I love about, uh, about creative financing is, with creative financing, everything is out on the table, and there's you you can't uh, you can't hide anything when it comes to creative financing. You know, everyone knows a uh, a shady wholesaler. I, I say shady in, in quotes, but everyone knows everyone knows one of them. Um, it's you know, if you've been in buying houses or you've been dealing with wholesalers at all, you know that there's some some pretty uh, unscrupulous folks out there. And, Quite honestly, you might be one of them. I don't know, um, but you know these type of people. They're type of people that will go into a seller's home, and they'll try to either bully their way to the closing table, or uh, you know, we've all seen it that some of them will just flat out lie, you know, flat out lie to their sellers and and their buyers for that matter. Uh, I mean, they'll lie about everything from fair market value of the property to um, you know to what their intentions are. When they go to disposition that property and it's really no wonder because we have all the wholesale gurus out there telling these want to be wholesalers to tell sellers that they're cash buyers so they immediately go in with this uh they, they immediately start the the conversation off with something that isn't even necessarily true that's really not how that's really not how um it's not how you want to start the conversation you don't want to go into a conversation that way but I get it. I mean, everybody's got to start somewhere. Uh, I just think that sometimes it's it gives us all a a, a bad rap, and um, you know makes the people who are actually buying and actually going out and talking to sellers it it puts our sellers on edge. And so uh, we just don't do business like that. Uh, those so-called leads, I guess you could call them leads from the wholesalers, uh, they just go they just go right to the shit can. Um, but today we're going to talk a little bit about how to talk to sellers without actually having to embellish uh, our stories or the story that you're telling your seller. And I will give you the the number one strategy here in just a moment um, for talking to sellers. But before we get into that, I want to remind you to go ahead and check us out over there at Sub2 Empire and uh, like and subscribe and all of that good stuff to this channel. Um, do that first. And, um, you know, that's really all I'm going to say about that. But all right. So 
let's start off with a, a really a really quick saying. Everyone's heard this. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Everyone's heard that. So what does that mean? That means basically you need to listen twice as much as you talk. It could probably be a lesson for life, not just talking to sellers. Uh, you could probably get more out of any real given situation if you can just zip your mouth for a little while and listen. There's there are some people. I mean, some people are just born listeners. I mean, I know several of them. I had I had uh, had dinner with uh, one of the largest buyers in this in the St. Louis market where I'm located, um, and this guy. This guy is such a good listener. He picks up on every little thing. I mean, there's you're never going to get over on this guy. He's such a good list, uh, such a good listener. Um, but some people are just really good at asking questions and then just listening. And others, myself included, uh, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of this. I have been in the past. I've worked on it, uh, worked on it quite a bit. But we have this propensity to do a lot of talking and a lot of talking over other people. And it's a super bad habit to get into. It just makes whoever you're talking to, or if you're on the receiving end of that, just makes you feel like you're not being heard. And, um, you know, if you're one of those people that has this predisposition to do a lot of talking, the first thing that you have to do to remedy this is to recognize that you're doing it. It's probably the entire process you have to admit to yourself that this is who you are and this is for better or for worse a trait that you possess it's only then can you really start working on disciplining yourself uh, to be you know just a better listener and like i said i'm totally guilty of this i i i think that's what qualifies me to speak about this but i am 100 percent guilty of possessing this very trait. Um, but when you're talking to sellers, I, I, you know, most sellers are just normal people. They, you know, they haven't been trained or, or taught how to listen. So they're not in the trenches like we are every day out there, you know, trying to, uh, trying to buy properties. They've really only done this maybe once, twice, maybe three, four times in their life. And so when they're, when they're, when you're negotiating for a, for a deal, your seller really hasn't been trained on how to actually listen. So a lot of times what they'll do is they'll just talk about the property for as long as they possibly can. But when they're talking about that property, they're going to be dropping these little nuggets. All right. They're going to be, they're going to be telling you things about the property that if you ask the right questions, if you're asking good questions and you're listening, they're going to be just dropping these little uh, these little, these little nuggets about about the house that they wouldn't normally tell anyone who was looking to buy their buy their house, you know. So uh, that's why this is such an uh, an important skill to develop. You know, they may be telling you everything about the condition of the house, and then suddenly they slip into something that you know it's likely going to be the key to maybe getting that house under contract and ultimately buying that house. So it may be something like, you know, uh, they just got a divorce, right? And they just went out of the house and, and, and maybe that's why one of the bedrooms is empty or something like that. See, they didn't want you to know what their pain point was, 
but they just couldn't keep it to themselves. And why is that? It's because people love, it's our favorite thing to do. People love to talk about themselves. You can admit it to yourself. You love talking about yourself. You want to be heard just like anyone else does. But in this situation, when you're trying to pick up a property, trying to get a property on a contract, this is when you've got to recognize and you've got to flip that little switch in your brain and say, okay, you know, I've literally told myself in my brain, okay, Jeff, you got to shut up. You got to quit talking. You got to let them talk. So when you ask questions and you listen intently, whoever you're talking to, they automatically think, you know, you know, what the heck, you know, what the heck are you doing? You never have to impress them with your qualifications. That's the good thing about this. So uh, it's just such an important, important skill. And that is that is really the key to it is if you if you ask a question and you listen intently and you start picking up those little nuggets. Now you have now you have a conversation. Now you're building a case for your offer on their property. And when you're asking questions, you are controlling the conversation, believe it or not. A lot of people might might think that it's just the opposite is true, where you, you know you're you're answering all these questions and you know you you supposedly look like this authority, but that is not the case. It is in fact the case though when you're asking the questions, it it instantly builds credibility. It's going to give you a controlling position in that conversation. And it really puts you in a position of authority or what I like to call the, the power position. When you ask good questions, only then can you get to their why. See, what you're ultimately trying to do is you're trying to get to the why. <clears throat> um, the why is gonna be the single most important component that needs to be answered in this situation. Uh, the single most important question that needs to be answered. Why are you selling? Uh, you know, why are you selling? Uh, you know, this is just something you have to extract out of every single seller. So, um, and it's gotta be, it's got to be, it's got to come out of every single conversation that you have with the seller. So I've just blown the secret. The secret really is Zip your mouth, ask really, really good questions, and and listen, listen intently, and listen, and you know, block out everything else in your mind, block everything else out, listen intently to what they're to what your seller is saying. And so, for all you, all the wholesalers out there, and I, I know I'm picking on wholesalers a lot. It's not, it's not just wholesalers. Uh, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people we we just we want to talk we want to we want to get out what we have to say but it's the biggest mistake that you can make when you're talking to a seller and you're trying to pick up a property the seller feels when when you ask good questions and you let the seller answer they feel like they're in the position of power they a lot of times they don't even realize that you are just collecting and collecting and collecting this information and ultimately this information is going to help you um you know, in the long run, it's going to help you craft a, a really good offer. You know, and so this is one of the things that I love about creative financing is that I don't have shady business practices. When I go out and I talk to a seller, I'm able to just lay it out on the line, like because numbers don't lie. You know, if I go out and I'm and I'm looking to pick up a house with cash, 
you know, I'm, I have to get that house cash is when you, when you pay with cash, obviously there's, there's a, you know, there's other, other missed opportunities. If you have your money tied up into a deal, well, with creative financing, you know, obviously if you don't have a ton of cash on the table, you can just, you know, you can, you can offer more, you can, um, you can offer more, you can, you can create terms that are beneficial for everybody. And it just works out a whole lot better. And just, you know, besides all of that, it's just, it, it helps me to, it helps me to feel better about being transparent with my seller. And so that's really why, uh, that's really why I think everyone needs to understand at least a little bit about creative financing and how to structure these deals. You know, you don't have to get so verbose about it that it, that, that it turns your seller off or you don't have to get into the weeds on it. Um, but I think it's a really important skill to have. And so if you're, if you understand the creative financing side, you can, you can go out and talk to a seller and feel totally confident that, you know, that what you're offering are just feeling totally confident that you know what you're talking about. So, um, let's take a quick little, uh, this thing is problematic. I'm trying something new here today. So I don't know that this, uh, that the messages are going to come through. I'm using Google Meet today. I just tried, I decided to try something new and um, I don't necessarily know how to operate this, but uh, I'm supposing this is live. Uh, kind of taking a chance here, but anyway, I think that's really all I'm gonna talk about today. A quick little 20 minute video, um, you know, actually it's a live, but uh, it'll, be a, it'll be replayed. But yeah, that's really all I wanted to talk about. Honesty is a uh, honesty in a in a situation where you're trying to pick up somebody's property. You know they're gonna most most people are gonna read right through you. If you're not going into your seller appointments and and being honest with folks, then you know they're gonna know it for the most part. Uh, some people are pretty gullible, but uh, you know it's just a it's just a better way to operate, better way to do business. Uh, I'm gonna do a, a little someone here locally that uh, that i really admire on uh, on how they talk to uh, and he's a wholesaler on how they talk to their sellers is uh david dodge if you don't if you don't know who david dodge is go out and check him out uh, he's got a uh, wildly popular uh, youtube channel and and uh he's got a free wholesaling course out there and the guy's just you know he's just above board and he's just a really good dude um and he's Early on, uh, him and I kind of got started around the same time, and I used to watch this guy operate and uh, and listen to how he talked to talked to his sellers. And he's one of the few wholesalers that I know that doesn't hide anything. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't. Uh, he's very very transparent with his sellers. He's a he's a really good dude, um, but he's smart. You know, he doesn't go in and he doesn't he doesn't go in like. And just start blasting people and it's not super high pressure uh, but he is a he's a good what you call a closer and i think that's probably the difference between what wholesalers do and what someone like me does uh, i don't necessarily have with with the strategies that we use by by with creative financing i don't necessarily have to be a closer wholesalers you kind of have to study that you kind of have to be your your livelihood 
relies on this constant need, this constant needing to be fed these contracts constantly. So you need to have a system in, pro in place to be able to go out and get as many contracts as you possibly can. Um, but now David, David is a really good, uh, really good example of, of how wholesaling can be a, a virtuous, uh, a really virtuous uh, uh, career to have. So I'm gonna end this on that. Um, like I said, go down, uh, go out and check out uh, sub2empire.com, see what we got going on over there. We've got a bunch of free stuff you guys can download. Um, we've got uh, got some free free documents out there, contracts. We've um, kind of put out there the the some of the most requested contracts that we get from either uh, from comments or uh, from people outside outside of our outside of our coaching program. So we just said the heck with it. We just put it out there and let people download them. Uh, they're out there at sub two sub two empire.com. And then uh, let's see. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, this is being streamed to other other platforms. But if you're watching this on YouTube, um, we would really, really appreciate the the like and subscribe. Uh, I'm quite honestly, I don't know everything there is to know about about YouTube, but uh, I do know that much. All right, folks, that's all I got. Appreciate it. Take care. Have a good one. Let's see, how do I get this?